welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. I'm here with Bob Hassan. Bob, who do we have today? Well, Sean, we have Clarissa Batiste. Yes. She's, she was, she's our friend, right? Our, both of our friend and their family's our friend. And, but she was born and raised here in the United States, but her parents were uh, uh, born and raised in Mexico. She studied agriculture and business economics at the University of Arizona. Wow. Her family's been in the agriculture industry, she says, forever. She's the fifth generation in, uh, in, this, uh, in this business. Uh, they they have agriculture and organic agriculture, and she's the first female in the business. So she's she's they farm fruits and vegetables, and they uh, in Mexico, and they export mainly to the United States and Canada. She's on the sales side, so this is going to be really interesting to talk yeah. to her about this. Um, she's been a believer since she can remember, and she she just loves God. She's married to her husband Fernando. And um, and her her mom Clarissa and Pedro are part of are a part of the business and the family. I think we're going to love talking to her. Yeah, I think it's interesting to have somebody from the food industry during the food shortage, especially organic foods, to hear her perspective on what is going on. And also, I mean, it's I think the organic food industry is tens of billions of dollars a year just in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So when you have somebody who I think they run like the number two or number three of all organic food. Uh, produce companies. That's pretty amazing right. to hear from her and also to hear a Christian perspective. What was God doing? What's God doing in her career? It's going to be a great show. Well, Sean, let's talk to our friend Clarissa up next, Clarissa Batiste. Bob, you and I are passionate about people in the marketplace being equipped to hear God's voice. And so we put together a book. Tell us about it. It's called Wired to Hear. And 99% of us are out in the marketplace. We're not in the professional vocational ministry. And this book is for you if you want to learn how to hear God in the marketplace. And it's very practical, but it's also very in-depth and spiritual with actionable steps, great chapters about defining your process when you're trying to hear God's voice. And I just think with the expertise of my coaching and Bob's long-term career and advice giving, you're going to feel the both of us together, something synergized that's really beautiful. And it's just for you. Get wired to here at bullsministries.com. And you're also going to get a free teaching series only available if you buy it from us at bullsministries.com with business leaders, just like you who are sharing their process of hearing God's voice, how they are wired to hear. And it's going to so help you as Bob and I navigate these conversations. They're going to bring the book home into your everyday practice. Get your book today. Oh, we're so excited to have on today, Clarissa Batiz. We're so excited to have you today. Likewise, I'm excited to be here with both of you. Well, I thought about the time that we all got together around Bob and Lauren's you know, dining table and just shared heart to heart and found out about your family, your history. And both Bob and I were taken, and also my wife and his wife were taken by just the empowerment of what you walk in as a woman in your career in a very male dominated space. And I, we both were like, man, this, this would be such a good interview. We want our audience to hear what we just heard. And so here we are here. We get to do that today. And that's awesome. Well, Clarissa, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what you're doing and, and, and let's have a conversation. Yeah. So I have been working in a family business for it's almost 12 years. 
And I, you know, we farm fruits and vegetables in Mexico and export mostly to the U.S., Canada, some other countries, but I am in charge of the organic sales department. So I, I do sales as well, but I also manage the organic team. And, you know, the workplace is kind of like what I like to describe as the stock market. You know, it's just you have some crazy days like just <laughs> happening. You know, there's days where nothing happens. There's other days when there's crises at all hours. So you're just constantly having to adapt to whatever, you know, the day brings. Right. So you kind of have to be open to being a problem solver and just whatever happens, just be ready and prepared to see how you're going to overcome the challenge. Right. Yeah. But I do work in a mostly male dominant industry and it's definitely been a journey just navigating through that world, which I was never used to. So. Yeah. We're not mentioning the the name of the business, but you guys are in massive, massive retail stores and Mm -hmm grocers and places that we've all heard of before. And so it's not like a small company. This is a massive, huge scale company. Yeah. And the department that you work in, you guys, when you say you're putting out fires or you're managing problems, food has a very limited shelf life. So you guys have to move things very quickly. Totally. And, uh, and, and you might, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's all kinds of things we learned from you today about that. But we want to go into kind of your spiritual journey a little bit as mm-hmm. far as how your spiritual journey plays into your career. Take us on that journey of when did God start to show you about your career? Why did you choose this? Why did you say yes to God? Because this really wasn't just do the family business. This was something in your heart where you said yes. Yes. So I, you know, I never, uh, as growing up, I just wasn't really focused on like, what am I going to do later in life? You know, I was fortunate and to grow up in a family where, you know, we were stable financially. And then I was dealing with all kinds of uh, a sick journey of sickness and healing. And so that was kind of like, what am I going to do in my career was not really like my priority. I was more focused on my healing and, um, you know, just trying to get through college. But as I was, you know, finishing college and I started praying and just trying to see God, like, God, what do you want me to do? You know what? Uh, there was a potential open door to work in the family business. Uh, the family business is not run like, oh, you're just a, a member of the family. You can come in, although obviously there is opportunities that they try to make available if you do fit the profile. But, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, you're a daughter of a shareholder and here's the door, walk right through. Yeah. So it wasn't like that. And I, I'm, for, I'm thankful it wasn't like that, but I was praying and just seeking God for about six months after I graduated. And I was just like, God, what do you want me to do? You know, like what door should I walk through? You know, if it's through this door into the family business, like just open it for me. And, and six months later, I, I, there was a spot that was available and I just, you know, I said, I'll take it. I, I want to try this out. And I had to move to Arizona to Nogales, mm-hmm. which is like a 60,000 People, population is very small, a tiny town. Like I live in San Diego in paradise. (laughs) You know, I had to completely go to a very, just very different um, area than what I was used to. And I was there, you know, just every day trying to learn from everybody. But I remember when I, when I decided to take the job, I was just, it was, it was scary, you know? There was a moment of of fear, although I didn't let it take over me, but it was scary because it was like, you know, the business was growing. 
it's a male dominant industry and it's just obviously like you you look you know you sit back and it it, it can be fearful but you know, I said, God, if you're opening the store, like, I know that you're going to walk with me and I have nothing to fear and you're going to, you know, give me the grace to do what you're, you've called me to do. And here I am 12 years later, right? But uh, it was just like knowing that God was with me and that it wasn't all on me, that I had, you know, me plus God equals I can do anything, right? That he's called me to do. So that's kind of what allowed me to take that step of faith to say, yes, I will take the opportunity, even though I was in a male dominant industry where, you know, I mean, it's, it's sometimes women have a lot of challenges with industries where it's mostly men, right? So it's a challenge for me to say yes to that. (laughs) Clarissa, it's, I want to talk, we want to talk to you about this male dominated industry, but I love your heart and you, in in your walk with God, you don't say God's my CEO or, you know, I'm serving God. You talk about God as being a partner. Tell us how, tell us what that looks like in your life. This, this partnership with God, this walking together through business. Uh What does it look like for you? Maybe even on a practical or daily basis, addition to the overall. Totally. So just walking through my day with God, it's, it just changes everything, right? Because you, you know, you set your intention to like, what is the father? What, what does he want me to do today? Right. And what, how is the Holy Spirit going to use me? Um, and just being in that daily communication with Holy Spirit, like, what is he leading me to do with this customer? What is my, you know, teammate? Uh, what, where does he need help? Where, where does he need, you know, where are there issues that God can use to bring these solutions um, from heaven, right? Because, you know, we have the mind of Christ and we are able to tap into that. So it's just knowing that we're working in this together and I'm not alone and I'm just trying to figure out what, you know, his will is for the day and what he wants me, how he wants me to impact, you know, not just the business, but you know, the people that I'm working with and the growers. And there's just so much stress going on that to be able to bring that peace and that wisdom that God gives you, it just changes everything. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. It is good. It's funny because I, I have this picture of a friend of mine who worked in the organic foods industry. And he said that it was so stressful and that people would have like run over and do a smoke break. Yeah, and, and somebody's even drink alcohol and they're selling organic foods. So it's just such a caution. Like, <laughs> like they're so stressed out that they're smoking or they're getting their little cigarette in or whatever. Yeah, it's and it's common in my industry. You know, there's people that are addicted to cocaine, people working long hours, anxiety pills. Like you see it on all levels of the, of the business, not just in the operation of the warehouse, but it just it's high stress. So yeah. people are trying to to have Jesus on this level to have have this relationship that you described. Mm -hmm. To me, it's so essential because it shows the difference. One of the things we like to do on Explain the Marketplace is show Mm -hmm. your life plus Jesus equals what? Because a lot of people say, well, you're just religious or you just have that, but they don't realize the practicality of God's walking through decisions with you every day. One of the stories that you wrote in our notes that we got to read was about a raise you got because of God. Can you tell us that story? Yes. So I was, you know, I wanted a raise and sometimes it's hard to get them and then you, it's (laughs) hard to ask for them. Right. And you're just trying to figure out how you're going to, you know, 
back up, you know, why you deserve it. And you're preparing to go into the meeting to, you know, pour out your heart on why you should get a raise. And I remember I was just like praying. I'm like, God, like, I want to ask for this amount, but you know, may your will be done. If it's the right, if I'm asking for the fair thing, then give it to me. If not, you know, but adjust it, but just do give me a raise. Right. And I walked into the meeting and I was, it was my yearly evaluation. And right after it was finished, um, the CEO tells me, he's like, and you know what, you're getting this amount. Um, we decided it was time to give you a raise. And it was the exact amount that I had in, that I was asked for. It was literally the same amount. And the same thing happened to my brother that day, who was also working in the business, the same exact amount he was going to ask for, and he didn't even have to ask for it. So you just see like those little nuggets that God's like, you know, I'm with you and I'm listening to you. And and just knowing that, you know, I didn't have to ask for it and that it was the amount that I asked for and just got to like confirming, like, you know, you're on the totally. right track. <laughs> well, that's normal, right? right? I think, you know, one of the things that one of the things that strikes me is you have this incredible instinct and intuition. And, you know, you were you you wrote about that there was some corruption happening. And I know yeah. you're in the Hispanic culture. A lot of your work is in Mexico. And so I think corruption's part of the cultural thing cultural down there. And so but you're a social justice warrior. And, <laughs> and think you're a perfectionist and you want things to be exactly right so there's a story about uh that you that you told us about an employee and how how did god work all that out for you yeah so there was just these strange things that i was picking up on and it wasn't really much you could pinpoint but you know when god gives you that discernment and this they had brought this person on and and i just you know i felt like something was off and things just were happening and i God would highlight certain things and it was going on for a while and it started making my job very difficult and not just mine, but many people's jobs. So I just started praying and, you know, God, like help us, you know, there's something going on, bring it to light and just bring it to light. And I kept praying and like, God, I know you're going to bring it to light. Like one day, and I did talk to the partners of the business and I said, you know, Hey, I really do not trust this person, but this person was very astute and had like, you know, a gift of manipulation and just, had, you know, because you can be a good manipulator, right? <laughs> but it was just like the shareholders, like, were blind. Um, some of them really believed this person. And, you know, just praying and praying. And God brought evidence to light. Like, it was just people had started coming to me and complaining. Um, employees kind of see me as that bridge between the owners and somebody that they can talk to because I try to be, you know, that person who they don't feel like they're just somebody at the bottom that, you know, the CEO is up there and they don't have anybody that they can communicate with. We do have an HR department, but, you know, sometimes they want to feel like somebody sure. that has yeah. authority or a certain, you know, power to make decisions. And one day out of the blue, my husband was helping me and he found some evidence for us. And I was able to like, you know, pack it all up and, you know, ask for a meeting with the shareholders and present the information. And we were able wow. to clean, you know, we had to take some people out of the business, but it brought, you know, so much peace, you know, people that were not corrupt were having to do things they didn't want to do because they were fearful. They needed the job. So they were yeah. put in a difficult situation. And you just saw how God like cleaned 
the business up with, you know, we, we were able to get some people out that obviously we forgive them and we love them, but we just couldn't have that, you know, continue those practices. Right. And yeah. And I remember my my uncle, who's the CEO, asked me, he's like, but don't you believe in forgiveness? Because he really loved this person that we had to get rid of. And, and I said, I, I believe in forgiveness. I forg- I don't even have anything against the person, right? But, you know, being a, a, a CFO, no, he was a COO. He cannot continue, you know, in this yeah. position set that example so it's one of the things i love about god in business is that he's so practical and in our in our financial lives and our business lives is god does these practical things like this he 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 exposes what's wrong if we're if we're willing to seek him seek his face be patient like you were and you know sean you and i've seen so many practical miracles and i think this is like this is a great story but think about all the lives that changed when got out of the business and what god did in order to move the business forward it just it's just remarkable to me that he continues to do these kinds of things for us in so many levels it was from the growers from the operation for the sales team it was like just a relief, you know, that was felt all throughout the company. So it was well, especially when someone's appointed for a role too, how it affects everybody, but when someone's taking a role that they can't really perform in or do. I mean, Bob came into our lives and helped us to as just a consultant, just helped us to see all of our employees and what we were doing. We made some big changes. And those changes are scary when you're talking to people about very real issues or bringing evidence or these kinds of things, because you know, they're going to go on and they're going to have their story, which is never the real story. And you can't tell it because of HR and everything else. You can't tell your story because you can't <laughs> legally. Yeah. You can't, and that's always that's always a dis, uh, an uncomfortable situation because you do have to forgive and move on and trust God yeah. with not only your company, your reputation with other vendors and people. And I love that you that part where Bob kind of made a joke. You're a social justice warrior. I think when you stand for justice, yeah. you're not afraid for the consequences of justice because no. you trust that it will. Truth always prevails and pays off, yeah, even yeah. if there's seasons where people, you know, are, are confusing at times. So I just think, I think our listeners, I think a lot of you out there have probably gone through something with an employee that maybe you're going to be part of the solution for that's very uncomfortable, or maybe yeah. you're an owner or yes. a CEO or a manager, and maybe you're, you're supposed to stand for justice, but it does look like dismantling something to yeah. put the right thing in place. And you guys had to dismantle that whole role, I'm sure, mm-hmm. to put the right one in place. I just want to highlight that. Tell us about... COVID and how that affected your guys' operations and how it affected your career. Like, was that like, uh, and also the food shortage that's happening right now. Tell us about those things because people are so afraid, afraid for food security because we hear every day in the news what's not happening in the protests in Norway and in Mexico. And you're hearing like where, where so much is happening, food's being destroyed in countries because it can't be distributed. Tell us how that's affecting your world. So starting with COVID for us, it was actually, you know, we are in an, an essential industry, right? Like it was essential. So we actually were super busy um, working the whole time because you know, all the retailers were even we have contracts like with different retailers and they were like, give me stuff you don't have on contract. You know, people are just taking stuff. Wow. themselves. And there was some highs and lows and, you know, people were buying too much and then they would stop buying and it was a little crazy but overall you know our business wasn't impacted in a negative way we were financially blessed like the business was prospering we are essential but what we see now is that you know farming is very risky there's it's it's a high risk industry yeah. and so we see now that as people have been impacted by 
you know, like the economy and just different things. There's farmers that are not farming certain crops because they're more Mm -hmm. expensive or, you know, when they can't farm anymore because they don't have the money, the finances to do so. So you do see that there is some players that are leaving the landscape of farming. So it's going to be interesting to see how things evolve moving forward. You know, uh, our business, you know, we have very large operations. Our farms are doing really well, but we do see smaller farms, yeah. farmers that are getting out of farming or. So I love that you're saying that your farms are doing really well, because I think people need to hear that. And people need to hear like that there's Christians in the food space that you guys are there. And like, even though your whole company, not everyone's a Christian who works for the company, your family has such deep roots and ties to God. And so it's so cool to hear that God's put Christians who have one of the, one of the major distributions of farm foods in America. Canada. I mean, like that, that's huge to me. Just that statement alone. It's like, yes, God, this is what we pray for as Christians. And we don't know we're praying directly for like your company. Yes. Because we're praying that God would solve some of the food issues. We're praying that God would raise people up in these industries. And here you guys have been for the last, you know, so many years. And I think it's so amazing. Yeah. And there's times in where the, obviously the U.S. depends on Mexico's production, right? And Absolutely. that's where we come in. And I feel like, you know, I don't see issues right now. Like I would say, I wouldn't be in a fear that there's going to be at least in in the crops that we farm and what I see others doing coming from Mexico. I think there's very solid players that um, if somebody is unable to farm a certain crop or smaller farmers start leaving the landscape, there's going to be, you know, the larger farmers that will you know, continue to look for those opportunities where they can um, produce those crops. So I would say... Don't be in fear with what's at least coming from Mexico. The U.S. is a different story, but I, I wouldn't be too concerned. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> so tell us, tell us a little bit. Your your uh, your division is organics, and yeah. tell us a little bit about the interplay between organics and regular farming, and what what is the the percentage of is it growing organic uh, organic yes. purchasing? Tell us about that. Yeah, so we probably produce about 50%, 40% of our crop organ- is organic of all the production. We have bell peppers and tomatoes and cucumbers and grapes, you know, many different crops. But I would say almost half of it is organic. We do see, even with the economy right now, inflation, we do see organic consumption rising. It's it's continuing to grow. Um, wow. We do see people, I feel, with covid just people being more aware of health and, you know, just the the benefits of eating organic. I definitely see that, you know, continuing to grow. So far, it's doing well in the stores. I mean, it's it keeps growing. So people are still buying more organic every day. <laughs> so encouraging because there's, you know, there's a move in different denominations of your body is a temple. You take care of your physical body, but it's just now catching up to mainstream church. And so glad that food's a part of it. And it's such a valuable thing for Christians to get involved with, whether it's, you know, like my wife who grows her own garden and so on, or whether it's actually the way you purchase foods. It's just so important to fill our bodies with the right foods. I'm so glad you're involved in this industry. Well, final thoughts. Do you have anything you want to share as far as what you feel like God's doing in your industry or in with food or anything else that's come to mind? I just feel like something that I, I want to talk about what, something that has really impacted my life that I would like to bring to the show is 
is wisdom. I feel like, you know, my mom always prayed when I was little. Every day she would pray, you know, give my children wisdom, give my children wow. wisdom. I feel like just seeking wisdom in everything, every decision, at least, you know, in all our lives, right? But in the business place, like always asking, what is wisdom saying? Like what, mm-hmm. what is wisdom, what would wisdom do in this situation? That has just totally changed how I do things because I always feel the Holy Spirit asking me that question in every decision that I'm going to make. And obviously, sometimes I bypass it, right? And I forget. But it's always like that That question is always in my mind. And I feel like it's it's it will protect you. It will save you. It will favor you. Like there's so much that comes from listening to wisdom. And it's just for me, it's something huge in my life that is so present every day. It's just seeking God's wisdom in everything right. you do. Yeah. I love that, Clarissa. It's almost like you're talking about wisdom as a person, the, yeah. like a person in Jesus asking mm-hmm. for wisdom. Perfect. Clarissa, thank you so much for being here. We're so honored that you were here. Thank you for having me. It was great to be here with both of you. Oh, well, Sean, up next is our final thoughts. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transiting God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Welcome back to Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Sean, what an interview. Yeah, I love her perspective because she has so much faith, but she also has the practicality of working in one of the bigger industries that's essential, like she said. And watching her story through her eyes is pretty stunning. I was taken by a few things. Number one, how many times she referenced that she was a female in a male-dominated industry. It, it, It really seems like she's overcome that. And then, you know, it seemed like I was joking about, uh, her being a social justice warrior, but she really is. I know her and she's, you know, when something's not right, she's not going to stand for it. And I just so appreciated that in her, uh, in, in her business. Yeah. A lot of people don't always apply those things like those justice efforts. They feel satisfied in doing a humanitarian cause or something, but for her justices and everyday thing in her family and the company and church and all these different areas. And I think that's really profound that she allowed herself to take that risk to actually kind of expose an employee in a way and bring a solution to a corruption that was happening that affected all of those employees. I just thought that was so phenomenal. And I just think of, you know, her hope that she has to say, you know, there's solutions for the food crisis, at least from Mexico, from what we're seeing, that there's, there are some smaller operations shutting down, but there's people who can fill those spaces. That's super encouraging because the mainstream media, all you hear about is, doom and gloom it's gonna end we're in trouble and i've covered on my prophetic perspectives podcast a few times because of some of the the terrible reports from the united nations and from others that are saying we're about to hit 700 million people starving if we don't of course uh, correct and change right now so it was encouraging to hear what she's saying it's always encouraging to hear boots on the ground people who are believers who are telling a different story uh giving us a different narrative than what we're hearing uh you know in the media on both sides and i felt like that's what happened today we we just heard a really solid young woman who's in business 
who is is telling us really what the truth is. And I felt really, really encouraged. Me too. Well, I hope you felt encouraged as well. And we have many more guests for you. You can either go back to our podcast and listen to some of our guests by title or by type, or you can just listen to all of our episodes. If you subscribe to the podcast, you're going to get them all or watch us at 7 p.m. on Saturdays and Sunday nights on CBN News Network. We're so glad you're with us today, and we hope that you'll become part of our family by going to bowlsministries.com and hitting that donate button and becoming part of our partnership program where you're going to get so much back. We definitely reward our partners back with prayer and love and resources because we want you to feel like you're a part of this, not just donating to something, but you're a part of making a message go forth on the earth that we are, I think we're one of the most rare ministries talking about how God speaks in the marketplace, talking about how we can grow in the things of the spirit in everyday lives. It's transformative. So come join us there. And we're so glad to have you today. Yep. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.